special guest about one of their most significant personal experiences. View our YouTube page to watch the video version of this podcast and access more of our resources. Hey, Crossroads, Pastor Luke here again. Thanks for joining us for Defining Moments, the show, the conversation about significant events in the life of one of our special guests. So our guest today is Anita Rambrose. Would you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. Sure. Hi, I'm Anita Rambrose, and I've been coming here to Crossroads for about seven years. Um, I've been serving in the youth youth ministry for um, five years, and then, no, that's not right. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's the part that you fix right okay sure um i've been serving here for seven years and um i started off in the infant room for a couple of years and then i started into the children's ministry wanted to try the older children and then on friday nights one of my girlfriends was like oh you got to come over and try the youth ministry you'll love the older kids and definitely i love the older kids they're very challenging you know how teens can be but yes. totally love it love I'm in it. the process of learning how challenging teens could be but don't worry my teen is definitely not watching this so we yeah. can totally talk about her <laughs> yeah so and i have you know obviously i have four boys of my own so i've went through the teen years and then i have two younger ones which I'm going to be going through the teen years again. So, so yeah, so the teen years can be very challenging. And your two younger ones, they're still in youth group? Y- yes, they are. How I have, do they feel having their mom at youth group with them? Um, at first, they were just like, Mom, why do you have to be there all the time? Why do I see you all the time? But they're pretty much used to it now. Okay. Yeah, so that's they like cool. it. They don't have a choice but to like it. Yeah, that's true. I really don't make it an option, it's, and they know that, so... Awesome. Okay, so if you would be so kind, I want you just to tell us about a defining moment in your life, something that's significant, and I don't know what it is yet, so I'm excited to hear. Okay, well, actually, I, um, I've i been a believer. I've been a Christian for, for many years um, since I was in my 20s. I grew up as a Christian, but it wasn't one of those things that we were very consi- consistent about going sure. to the church. And, um, and as I grew older, I just had a really good friend that was like, hey, you got to try a church. And I was just like, okay, let's try church. And I will say I did try it, <laughs> but it was just one of those things that I didn't feel comfortable in that church. I really didn't have a great experience. Sure. But, um, but for some reason, when we started doing our own studies at home and reading the Bible together as a family, um, that's when I realized like, all right, this, you know, Jesus Christ thing is, is, is the real deal. Okay. And I th- always thought that I understood, but, um, but I really didn't like the Holy spirit. You go to church and you hear about the Holy spirit, Sure. you know, and they tell you about the Holy spirit and you hear about it and they talk about how it's real. You know, Jesus walked the earth and then, you know, God in flesh and he died, resurrected, you know, three days later he resurrected and he walked the earth for 40 days. And you're like, okay. Like you think it's more of a, of a history kind of thing. It's a story. And, um, and then he's like, okay, so I'm going to leave, and I'm going to leave the Holy Spirit with you. So that way everyone can actually, you know, hear more about me. And more of me can go out to go out to pre- preach the gospel. Um, so you're how old at this point? At this point, I was probably, um, I was probably in my 30s. Okay. When I was, you know, understanding that. And we, who's we that's doing Bible study with okay, you? Okay, we as a family was me and my husband and my two little kids at the time was Mason and Austin. Okay. So we would do the Bible study at home, you know. And um, and it was one of those things that my husband really didn't have the greatest experience growing up with the Bible. And he was just like, you know what, I really, the church thing is not for me. The actual 
you know, <laughs> building is not for me. So he really enjoyed us being together as a family and just sitting down and talking and then reading and studying together. And, um, but even though you read it, you still really don't understand what the Holy Spirit is. So um, you hear the stories and it really didn't hit me until we lived in New York. Okay. So um, my husband got a job opportunity here in Connecticut and um, it was one of those things where you just had to pack up the whole family and just, just come, there was no choice, you know? So uh, my husband's like, this is just something that we have to do and it's great for the family. And we did that. Um, my kids were a little bit older, my older two, they were in high school and it was quite an adjustment for them. Wow. Okay. And it wasn't, it wasn't a, good, a good experience for all of us. It was very challenging because their, their attitude was like, well, why can't we, you know, why do we have to leave? You know, why can't he keep commuting two hours every day? <laughs> you know, it's so simple. Kids for don't them. care. Just drive a little longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's okay. You know, or why can't he just sleep over? We only see him three times a week, you know? And um, so he was feeling that. And that was that's when we decided we're just going to have to move to Connecticut. So when we did that, um, it was quite an adjustment for the kids and a lot of, like, very strong, you know, angry sadness, you know, you name it, a lot of emotions. And as a mom, I'm here trying to be happy for my husband. Yes, you got a, you know, you got a new job. And for my kids, I was just like, oh my gosh. I'm like, you guys, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But meanwhile, they go off to school. My husband goes off to school and I'm home alone and I'm feeling it. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, I left all my friends behind. I'm alone and I'm just sobbing. This is when I realized that the Holy Spirit was real. I'm in the living room sitting there, and I am just crying my eyes out. And I'm like, Lord, why is this even happening? I just don't understand. Thinking that I'm just talking to the Lord, you know, like nothing is going to happen, you know. Sure. All of a sudden, I just felt this, this feeling in the room. It was like a sense of peace and love. And, and in my body, I felt, a, you know, a sense of peace. And I was just like, what in the world? I'm like, what is that, you know? And all along, I just realized that, so all those things that the pastors have been saying that the Holy Spirit <laughs> is real, it's as real as you and I having a conversation right now. So I'm just like, wow, the, the Holy Spirit is real, you know? So, um, so it was just pretty amazing that that was like a turning point for me. Like all of a sudden I didn't feel, I didn't, I didn't uh, miss any of my friends anymore from New York. Wow. You know, I was able to, to be stronger for my boys now, not feed into the tears or anything like that, you know? So, so yeah, so that was really a great experience so um, at that point, can you, do you remember like how long have you been in Connecticut at that? Okay. So we've been in Connecticut right now for nine years. So at that point it was only, um, a little less than a year. Okay. So he was already moving and working in me then. And I, it, it was amazing. And then that, of course we were for two years, we were looking for churches, but there were a lot of Catholic churches, you know, and that was just <laughs> one of the things that I was just like, Oh, Catholic is just not the thing for us. We just want to. And then another friend that we happened to bump, you know, be, became friend, friends with in the area. He was just like, Hey, you know, try crossroads. It's great. Blah, blah, blah. So that's when we started coming here. And then p other people were connecting with me and saying, why don't you become a leader? Why don't you do this? You know, so. So was Crossroads the first church that you guys kind of settled into when you got absolutely. to Connecticut? Okay. Yes, absolutely. That was the first church. Yeah. And I would have to say it was like, it, it did feel like home at first. It was just one of those things. It was very natural. And it was just like, from the very beginning, it just, it just felt very comforting. Like, all right, this is cool. I, we, we can stay here, you know? Yeah. So it was very good. But um, that but just back to that moment in the living room, when I was a little girl in fifth grade, um, I remember praying. I was, I was raised Catholic. 
So it was one of those things. You just pray about everything. You know, just pray. It doesn't matter. Just pray. Sure. And um, so I would go into my bedroom alone and just pray. And um, and I was I would feel a presence. And I remember as a little girl saying, oh, my goodness, what is that? What is that feeling? What is that? You know, and I didn't know. So when I was having that moment in the living room, he just took it. Like, he, he, he just showed me his peace and his presence. And it just turned into that feeling that I had when I was in fifth grade. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, Lord, you were there all, the, all along, and I had no idea. I had no idea. So, so, it's, so it's amazing how he is. He's truly here all the time for us, and it's a matter of us being sensitive sure. and, you know, sensitive to the Spirit. No, I'm, I'm amazed at how God has his way of, like, instilling into us when we're young things that don't really seem significant. Like, it, it doesn't seem like... It's just kind of what you do that comes around like later, years later. Wow. And um, I was so I'm, I'm in some classes right now. and We were talking about uh, spiritual disciplines. And one of them was scripture memorization, which when I went to elementary school, I went to a private Christian school, small school. One of the things we always had were memory verses and you like and they got bigger and bigger. And they would repeat every so often. So you'd be you'd start with like, you know, uh, Jesus wept and it would turn into like, you know, the next three verses. But now, later on in life, I find those those scriptures, like, I still remember them. They still, and at the time, it was just an assignment. It was just, wow. like, what you were made to do. It wasn't special. It wasn't significant. But, like, as a discipline, as a child, it has continued to come back. I'm like, wow. I would. Now you understand. Yeah. And I would never have believed that. No matter right. how old I like, I would never have believed that it mattered. Right. That it was any, it was just the same as, like, you learn two plus two, but you... God you don't has connect the dots until, yeah. And, and unfortunately, sometimes I feel like, oh, my gosh, if I would have known that sooner, if I would have known that then, you know. But sometimes, I mean, it just works out. However, it doesn't matter when you find out. I mean, you figure I was, I, I really don't want to say my age, but <laughs> it was way later years that yeah, I've, you know, got that connection. Like, wow, he's as real as you and I having this conversation. You know, mm, so, so absolutely. that was just always amazing to me. And so back praying in your living room, is this, the, is this like the first time you're really feeling like a tangible experience to the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. That's when I realized that he is real. Um, before I have prayed, um, like I said, on Sundays, um, when we were in New York, we would go to house to house, we would have potlucks and we would read the Bible and study okay. together, you know, with different families. And there was a pastor as well leading the group. And, um, and it was just one of those things that, you know, he would talk about the Holy Spirit, we would read scripture, we'll sing songs, we worship and all that. But it, I never felt that. I never felt his presence. I never, I never knew what the Holy Spirit was. He talked about it and I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's so funny because he came to visit us a year later after we moved. And I would look at him and I would just say, hey, Pastor Tom. I'm like, guess what? And he's looking at me. I'm like, the Holy Spirit is real. And he's like, uh-huh. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. It is real. And That's he's so just like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, gosh, you do know. And I'm like, I did not know. So it was, it, it, it was fantastic when I finally had that, that experience and was able to say, yeah, Jesus is real. Like the Bible is the true deal. So aside from then just feeling like, okay, now we're comfortable in Connecticut. Now I don't have to try to get my husband to apply for a job in New York, you know, beyond just settling, how, how does the experience then of, of really encountering the Holy Spirit change 
other things in your life? Well, I was more sensitive with finding out what my um, my spiritual gifts were, okay. you know. And when I was reading the Word, I was reading the Bible more like he was having a conversation with me or he was trying to teach me something awesome. rather than just reading like it's a history book. And before, that's how it was. I felt like I was reading the, the Bible like it was a history book, like, oh, just more information about popular people and blah, 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 you know. Right. And it's not like that. Like, he, he's so good with the Old Testament and New Testament and how it just, it all just connects. So, so yeah, so I definitely read the Bible in a different way. Okay. Okay. And so since then, I know you mentioned a couple of times you had gotten like with little kids and you know, babies are easy because you just kind of hold the baby, right? You're right. And they, as they get older, the questions get harder. The requirement on the person helping is a little more significant. You see any, any correlation there between, between those two, between, um, absolutely. Cause it's like, you can, I, okay. So I have four boys. So I have the younger two boys right now. And then I have the older two boys. I already graduated college. So when I was talking to the older two boys about, you know, uh, Jesus, it was just one of the things, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. just, just another person you're giving me information. And now as they've gotten older, they had a clicking moment too, and they got it. So it, it's funny because I use the older two boys to kind of talk to the younger two boys, hoping that, hey, maybe something that you say, you know, something will connect with them and, and they'll get it, you know, <laughs> rather than always hearing from, from me or my husband. And um, it's still, I think it's almost like an age thing, you know, the younger two still kind of, they, they're not, I don't want to use the word there yet, but they're definitely not mature in Christ. Sure. They're, they're, they don't, they don't have the the wanting of reading, and, and, and they're not, and they don't. I'm um, being totally transparent right now. They they just don't. Sure, you know, I mean, my kids are younger, but we're getting to that point. And there, one, there's a maturing process, right? Yeah. Kids, people, followers of Jesus are are you know continually, hopefully, growing and maturing, but there is a little bit of that. I mean, more than a little bit of that. Train up a child in the way that he should go. It's like. I don't need you at eight to really relish reading the Bible. I just need you to be obedient at 12, you know, maybe I, I, you know, at 16, at 20, but there's definitely a a progression, which, you know, and I think it's totally okay to, one of the weird things I find sometimes people are like, well, you know, I want my child to grow up and they can make their own decision about Mm. religion. They can kind of figure it out for themselves because, you know, I don't want to impose my beliefs on them. Right. But those same people never say that about anything else. Right? It's right. never that way about like more about stealing. Well, you know, I want them to steal a few times and then like see if they decide that stealing is for them or not for them. Right, like, right, right. Go get arrested a couple times and we'll be like, mm, did you like getting Do you want to continue getting arrested? Right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah, I feel the same way. My thing is like, it was funny because me and my husband were at different levels, you know, like a different relationship with the Lord. And um, he wasn't quite there yet. It's funny because the men's retreat that you guys had this past uh, fall, my husband went to it. And he, uh, honestly, he came back a changed man. Like he is in the word. And now he's got like two um, study groups with the guys, you awesome. know. Awesome. And so now he's viewing things a little bit more the way that I view things. Because before it was one of those things like, hey, well, I don't want to shove it down their throat and they need to decide and they're going to be adults one day, blah, blah, blah. And my thing is like, yeah, but as parents right now, we need to plant seeds. Like we need to plant those seeds and, and they, and as long as they live under our roof, you know, like God entrusted, like he gave, he blessed me with these four boys and I need to like raise them the way that it would be pleasing to him. So my thing was just like, we need to make sure that they understand that God, Jesus Christ is really the only way. 
you know, and they'll get there to understand why. But at this point, they just need to know that he is the only way. Right. Yeah. So then imagine for me that you could go back and you could talk to a younger you. Maybe it's back in New York. Maybe it's even after you've kind of gotten settled in Connecticut. But what kind of feedback or advice would you give to yourself if you could kind of go back and speak to them? Mm, that's 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 a tough one. Um, well, it's tough only because I didn't have parents that pushed or talked, you know, talked about Jesus. So sure. it's very tough. So where with us, it's a little different in that aspect. Um, I don't know. We just we just try to encourage them to really get into the word before they go to bed and and to really just take the moment just to pray, you know, and not necessarily pray like you have to know scripture and you have to like know anything, but just a conversation, you know, a conversation that we're having right here, right now. And that's where it's, it's simple. We tend to complicate right, a lot. Right. Yeah. Kids do a great job of keeping it simple or simplifying. They're like, I don't really get your complexity. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to do my own simple thing. Right, right. And it's funny because when they were a lot younger, it was so much easier to talk about Jesus and they just believe everything that you say, you know. And then as they start going to school and they start knowing, you know, friends and they challenge you and they question you. And, yeah, and definitely when the secular, when the world starts stepping in, it, it makes it a little tougher. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you know, raising kids is a challenging thing. And it's the, even if you had good parental examples and we don't all like it's it's not a roadmap because life is so different. Kids are so different. Like you you can't just take it even from one kid to the next. I mean, I feel like my three kids are pretty different. You, you really can't use the same approach from no. one child to the next. And you can't, which which is funny because it's like, um, Maybe that's why I kept having kids, just to get it right, you know, because I have four. But um, So, it's, so it's, the Mason is like the prototype, and we're like, nope, we're just going to keep trying. Yeah, we're going to keep trying until we get it right. But okay. it's funny because you have Mason as my first one, and then Austin was my second. Then there was a six years in between, and then we wanted to try for two more. I really want to have six all together, but we stopped at four. It was a lot. And, um, <laughs> and you know, even the third one I mean, is a I lot. I only got three, but yeah. yes, four is a lot. <laughs> and, um, and Mike, I mean, Ashton, he's my third son, and he's a little bit more like Mason's demeanor. And Mikey, the youngest, he's more like my second son, Austin. So it's kind of funny how some of them kind of act very similar. Yeah. And the way they believe and the way they they um, they they act and their attitude and treat people is, is very similar. That's awesome. Well, I think that your your four boys are great. Obviously, I know some of them better than others, but yes. I've always had great interactions with them. Thank and you. It's been a, it is fun to continue to do ministry alongside of Mason and, and go down that pathway. So as we wrap up, any any final comments, any final thoughts you want to you want to share? Um just, you know, like I know sometimes, um, especially being a, a youth leader on Fridays, a lot of parents are feeling like I don't want to push my child to go. And they're feeling bad about, you know, making their child go on Fridays. Um, one of the things that I, I definitely want to share is that they don't have to come every Friday. You know, like my kids come every Friday and then I give them one Friday a month where they can kind of just decide what they want to do. If they want to stay home, if they want to hang out with their friends. Because, you know, Fridays are, are very, it could be a fun, busy time. Sure. And, um, and you kind of want to make them feel like they do have a say Mm -hmm. but not really. <laughs> so, um, so that's one of the things and, and don't ever feel guilty because they're going to be adults one day and they're right. going to look back and they're going to be like, well, how come you didn't say this or do that? 
So, so if you're that parent out there that is definitely the one that's kind of pushing your child to come on Fridays, good job. And if you're one of those parents who are feeling kind of bad to push your child, don't. You know, just, just keep doing that because, you know, something will definitely develop. And as they go, get older, you'll see that. All right. Well, so. Anita, thanks so much for being with us and for sharing your experience with the Holy Spirit, with raising children. Thank you for being a part of ministries that we continue to do. I don't think she mentioned, but Anita is like the go-to office admin fill-in. Anytime <laughs> there is any reason that someone has to be out, Anita is constantly filling in. So we appreciate that amongst your other student ministries. It is, it is great to have you on the team. That's great. It's a great way to serve. It really is. Awesome. Yeah. We're going to close in prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for this time that we have together. God, I pray that you would bless Anita and her entire family. God, I pray that you would continue to use her in ministry, use her to flourish those ministries and bless the, the students who she interacts with. God, I pray that you would be with every parent who watches this show. God, give us wisdom. We need your wisdom in raising children in everything that we do. Help us to do the best that we can, to do it in a pleasing way to you. And God, we pray that you would send your Holy Spirit to help us, to strengthen us, to open our eyes to you. Jesus, we pray it in your name. Amen. Amen. God bless. bless. We'll see you next time. Bye.